Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm joined by our resident K-Pop DJ, P-Lo. Hello. Yes, hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Missy Michaela, shout out. And welcoming to the show for the very first time, we have a special guest, Rimi. Hello, thank you for having me today. Rimi, we are so glad to have you. Just to give you a little background on Rimi, she is an editor at Soul Beats, one of the biggest K-pop news sites in the world. She's been doing well, it for... one of the best ones. One of the, not, not just the biggest one, one of the <laughs> best ones. Yeah. K-pop editorial, excuse me. Oh, yes. Thank you, guys. We are yeah. the best, I agree. <laughs> and she's also a full-time MBA student at Duke. Go to hell, Duke. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Take that back. We got I'm haters. off the podcast. I have to say that as my wife went to UNC Chapel Hill so <laughs> alright well I'm, I'm loving that we've got the haterade flowing because the song we're reviewing today is all about that all about the haterade and the haters that's right we're talking about Epic High Rosario ain't no one dying today And we, we totally punked all our listeners. You thought we were going to do a hit replay this week. We thought we were going to do a hit replay this week. And then last minute we said, you know what? Epic Highs Rosario is like hella tabak. We have to talk about this song. So, you know what? We're going to throw all your listeners a bone who gave us a hit replay. We chose one listener to feature on this episode as we talk about Epic Highs Rosario. And that listener highlight is... Stephanie, do you want to introduce our listener? Drumroll. It is none other... Then our buddy, best pal, Virginia Dwan, a.k.a. the Mandarin Mama. Hey, hey. And her hit replay is Epic High's End of the World and Rosario and the whole damn album. So when, when she tweeted that, I asked her, and why, Virginia? Because that's always our question. You have to provide your rational why. And I included a gif of Sugar asking why. Yes, because we, we always do uh, critical thinking on the K-pop yeah, cast. That's what we keep it high, bro. And using a gif of sugar is the best way to win my love. So well oh, done. Oh, okay. Pro tip for all of you in the audience if you want to win over Remy. And Virginia continued by saying, I never answer why because too much brain power. Ah, anyway, I love Rosario because it's... Bamfi for <laughs> I had to go look that up. Badass mother effery. <laughs> and I love end of the world because it excoriates. Ooh, love that word. Excoriates the industry and is just so savage. And also it sounds amazing. chose a hit replay that was aligned <laughs> with uh, the episode focus for this episode before we dive into the song what background do we need to know like what what's the context and the, the stage and the in the setting uh, of this comeback all right so the tldr on this comeback is that rosario is the first title track to part one of epic high's 10th studio album epic high is here rosario features huge 
K-pop industry superstars. Who paved the way. (laughs) Yeah, paved the way is right. CL, the baddest female, and Ziako. (laughs) Two are my favorite artists in the scene. I was just so pumped to see that this song was going to come out with these artists collaborating. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So Tablo shared with MTV that we were anomalies when we started. As time went on and other people started experimenting with different sounds in hip hop, we became more accepted. So that's just a little bit of background on the song that he shared. That's an interesting way to put it. Start from the bottom, now we're here. Hey. So let's talk about the, the concept of, of this interesting song. I mean, I think it's a big reason why we, we chose to talk about it today. And I think we want to center our conversation around, did they indeed pave the way for those who paved the way, who paved the way, who paved the way? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. When they, when they said... Um, I paved the way for those that are paving the way. I was just like, wow, we we could have a round of this song for every mm-hmm. K-pop generation there is. Mm-hmm. Are we on generation like five or six at this point? <laughs> so much K-pop inspired by the older idols. and um, But Epic High has been doing it for what, 15, 17 years? Like- Honestly, I found it incredibly interesting that they chose to use this language because we all know this. K-pop fans argue so much over who paved the way. Mm. And I'm an army. I admit it outright that my <laughs> the fandom I'm part of really loves to use this language. BTS oh, paved yeah. the way. Um, so <laughs> the use of this language, I think, is very relevant, very pertinent. And I am appreciative of them inserting these particular words into the song. Well, I, I want to call out that BTS even acknowledged specifically that Epic High paved the way for them. So if you're ARMY, <gasps> <laughs> you just got to take it from your lords and save yeah, you know, I, You know, I, I definitely think there are artists that paved the way and then, you know, BTS have Pave that way a little longer. Like a little further. <laughs> if they can it further, ah, that's how I like to think it? of it. You know, there are artists that made some inroads and then these guys, BTS, came in and made that road longer. That's how I would think of it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. When, I mean, when we're talking about the message and the aesthetics of, of this song, I think we're getting this idea, according to the Korea Herald, that uh, Rosario tells people to stand in their confidence by snapping back at naysayers who wish for others' misfortune and failure. Totally get that vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, last night watched the little documentary film about the album that Epic High put together. It's very like short and sweet. I recommend people go check it out on their official channel. And uh, <clears throat> for this one, DJ Tukuts, uh was talking about Rosario and said that he is usually a shy, quiet person, but when he's getting ready to go out on stage, he kind of psychs himself up, um, pumps himself up by telling himself, like, I am a legend, I am the best, I'm the greatest. And that's what he's hoping that other people will feel when they listen to this song. That, like, mm-hmm. screw the haters, mm-hmm. I am the best. Nega chale chalaga. was on it, right? <laughs> I know, right? Like, how, how, can, how can you not um, feel that energy from the song? Um, but with people who are, like, really doing it. 
Mm -hmm. And just to add, um, you know, I also, I read on Rolling Stone that Pablo said at some point that Rosario is the soundtrack that plays when you get your sweet revenge on your biggest enemy. Oh, yeah. I totally hear that, yeah. And to the point that Peter raised about Rosario telling people to stand in their confidence by snapping back at naysayers, I think Zico really took the opportunity to do that in the song. Um, he has some really interesting lyrics where he, letting, let me read it out, that right not being the best is the only impossible thing for me Zico is over on his high horse and now he's fallen off but not even a year later I swallowed up all of melon if you hate mm -hmm. it come attack me he's basically you know I think here he's referring to the whole controversy with the golden phone and Jung Jun Young that he you know he'd supposedly seen the contents of the golden phone and he got a lot of hate for it and here he's saying not even a year later I've come back and swallowed melon with any song um, so that's Zico using his own example to stand up to naysayers. There's so much power in that, right? Because the haters can only have power over you if you yourself feel ashamed and shrink because of it. But if you like throw it back in their face and name the thing that you're supposedly ashamed of and it doesn't hurt you anymore, then you have all the power back. I really like that message of the song. So I reached out to K-pop academic, <laughs> Heijin Lee, PhD, who is a clinical assistant professor at the Annenberg School of Communication and Journalism at USC. USC. Yeah. yeah. By the way, we also interviewed her for something that we haven't yet put out. But I asked her about her take on, on the comments and, and lyrics of the song. And she had three really cool points uh, that I wanted to read for us and our listeners. So number one, the message of the song reminds her of Epic High's Born Hater, even though the language is tamer in Rosario. She gets the sense that Tablo is still reeling from the pain he suffered in Tajino. Did I pronounce that right, Stephanie? Oh, the, you know, Tajino. That yeah, Tajino. Tajino. Yeah. And the hate he received from that experience. I think he is also referring to the criticisms he received from the controversy involving Super B and Show Me the Money a few years back. Tablo said that he's living with the same trauma from Tajino, and it will always haunt him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to express that in his music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a way of healing. Yeah. I mean, I think within the, the trauma healing or mental health space, like facing what happened to you full on and sitting with it and experiencing it and expressing it um, is one of the like recognized steps to healing from it. And for those of you who followed Tablo's story and saw what he went through, like that is serious. It will yeah. take years, if not a lifetime, to recover from. So um, hats off to him for taking healing into his own hands and like blessing us mm -hmm. all with the, the gifts of the process. Just to add, I really feel that when they give us these kinds of gifts, if we may talk about it that way. Um, I feel like it's also very healing for me. Like I, when I have a bad day, these are the songs I listen to. And their anger kind of helps me vent my own anger in a safe, safe manner, not at another person, but just through the music. <laughs> yep. And just one last, last comment from Heijin here. One word play that really stood out to her that was noticeable in Rosario was Zico's verse where he raps, I'm Catholic, so even in the face of death, I never lost faith in my art. Art in Korean is pronounced as yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, that's that's a really cool uh, call out that ye Yesul and Yesul for art and Yesu for Jesus like sound very similar. So he was making a word play. Yep, a word play in that in the face of death, I never lost faith in Jesus. So, mm -hmm. and he writes that he's Catholic yep. because mm -hmm. he is. Honestly, I think uh, there's plenty of interesting references to Catholicism or Christianity in general. You know, I find yeah. the title itself really interesting, Rosario, which is apparently a you know. Is it Latin? Is it Italian? A way of saying rosary? Yeah. Yeah, rosary. And I, I guess it's like like saying that your naysayers are in a way your devotees because they're following mm. you. They're like mm. taking that time to comment on you. So they're kind of like devotees um, in a way. But you can also maybe think of them as sinners. In I don't know. I'm, I'm basically sensing a lot of contempt <laughs> coming through. In the it just from the use of the title Rosario, yeah, that I find very interesting. Yeah, that th that's a really fascinating take. I mean, who's really in control? You know, who really has the power in that dynamic? Okay, well, what what do you guys think of, of the visuals? Uh, like, again, a lot of people have said it's it's similar vertical phone format from from Born Hater. What do you guys make of yeah. that? I think that, you know, you mentioned like there are plenty of similarities, like you noted the whole that as if it's shot on a phone um, that is very similar to Born Hater. Um, similar to Born Hater also is the narrow rooms that they're in. Yes. Born Hater also has it really narrow same walls. So set. this one. I think so. It's like exactly the same size room. I think so. It might actually just be the same set. And, you know, the only difference that I really feel is that there is much better lighting. I mean, of course, other than the aesthetics of the room, there's much better lighting. And <laughs> you mean, no, no cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, I think that might actually imply that they think that things have gotten worse since 2014 when Born Hater was released. Um, because Born Hater, at least the m video has a very cheerful vibe. The song itself has much more energy. Um, whereas Rosario is a little more subdued. The MV is pretty dark visually. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that it seems that they're saying that 2014 things were bad for celebrities, but over the years, it's just gotten worse. Yeah. I got a, um, I don't know, Peter probably can uh, correct me or build on this, but I got a noir and Tarantino vibe <laughs> from what I was seeing and also elements of The Shining. Oh, yeah, movie. especially from the act scene. Uh, the act you know. scene, the here's Johnny, <laughs> where Mithra was <laughs> yeah. uh, chopping down the door. So uh, taking mm. a lot of uh, inspiration from classic classic Western film. I think um, to I don't know bring bring up the level of sophistication mm -hmm. or darkness and imply that there's um, I don't know a deeper plot going on. That's that's what I got from the visual elements. Also, Mitra breaking down the door like that is definitely him paving the way. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> very forcefully. <laughs> well, breaking down that, barriers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. I mean, you've got to overcome that if you're going to make it in this field. But uh, the other big thing about this whole narrow effect is that it's very linear, you know, mm -hmm. like one thing precedes the other, which leads to another. And there's no way around it in that narrow claustrophobic hallway that this music video takes place in. And on the, the point of linearity, 
I mean, it starts off with seeing Toplo as a ghost, right? Like, or not, not mm-hmm. literally as a ghost. Maybe well, he's, implied he did. ghost. It's a, yeah, like a he, dead body with a shot. shot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, that whole image made me laugh, to be honest, because it reminded (laughs) me of so many Wanus MVs or like Ed Hyphen as vampires in their debut. And right, because his his outfit, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's very much like one of the younger idols. He had on like tablet, like how old is he now? (laughs) But but he had on like the the white, flowy, wispy (laughs) blouse and tight black pants. Yeah, there was it totally reminded me of those those new boy bands that are coming. I just want to say Tablo's a good looking man. I mean, sure, he's 40. He can can pull pull off that new boy band look. Yeah. But we we see the 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 roles kind of get reversed. You, You killed this person, you're going down this hallway, you think it's in the past, but it it comes to shoot you mm-hmm. and get you in the end. And that's how yes. the music video ends. Because Tablo is no longer the in white, he's in black at the end mm-hmm. to shoot you in the end. And that's why we have that scene of like, you know, Tablo is about to shoot you. You wake up because you know it's coming. You know this past sin that you had yes. is going to get you in the end. Yeah, that scene was super cool where Tukuts is laying in bed and he's trying to yeah. sleep, but he's tossing and turning. He can't. His his karma, his misdeeds are catching up with him. That, and that was so powerful. I mean, it's so yeah. visceral. Like, you, yeah. like when when that gunshot happened, like, didn't you have a similar, like, yeah. waking up from a nightmare feeling? I mean, it makes you feel like you got shot at least twice in the music video. He, like, points it directly at you. <laughs> I was like, woof, woof, this is not, yeah. not good for the faint of heart. Yeah. And at the end, Tablo shoots himself with a remote control. Yeah, with a remote control. Yeah, I think that's also, again, just, you know, naysayers to celebrities. At the, you know, I feel like there's, a, you know, the whole song, they're taunting their naysayers. They're saying they paved the way. We have this music video with all of this linearity. And, you know, CL's in a room with flowers, paintings of flowers. It looks like she's she's walking on a path with flowers on the side. Whatever, you can say everything. But at the end of the video, there's a moment of silence. That's how, that's the last lyric. And then, you know, all of them, they're just looking sad and they're looking downcast and they're sitting in their chairs or standing in their rooms. If you just look at the expressions, they look really down. And Tablo shoots himself with the remote control. So... It's like he's saying that, you know, I'm at the end, they're kind of contradicting their own message because they're saying that, yeah, you know, we we are taunting you. We're the legends. We're paving the way. But you have this easy power. You can just turn off the remote control, switch a different channel, whatever. And Mm. at the end of the day, I mean, to me, it felt like they were contradicting their own message. It's the very end. Of all the artists and, and musicians that we've seen in K-pop, I think these guys recognize their own limitations. Uh, I, I think they've even struggled uh, with their own challenges and and uh, and coming to grips with their limitations. And uh, maybe that that's just them acknowledging their own personal faults and, and and ability. As much as they play up one direction, still at the end of the day, it's in the hands of others. I don't know. I mean, to, to bring it back to, um, to healing, to mental health, to trauma. Um, if your first response is to, to the haters and the people who, who harmed you is anger and like to get revenge on them, to fight them, chop them up. 
then after you do that is when the sadness, the hurt mm. sets in, mm. right? And you point. see this in countless movies that after the revenge is committed, you don't just keep going on ramp. Yeah, there's, there's emptiness, there's sadness that sets in there. Like you need to pass through the stage of anger to sit with the the pain and hurt that's there and, and continue to heal. So yeah, I think all of those could be what they're trying to show because they, they've been through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are you people know. that have really been through the, the absolute, the grinder. The ringer. Like yeah. yeah, the ringer. That's the one. And the, and the meat grinder, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one small critique I, I have in, in the visuals of the song is I, I just wish I could see more CL. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? I, I think CL is, is honestly probably overcoming her own body issues right now and is being really conservative in how much she shows of herself. But like, man, girl, just mm-hmm. own it. Like, you know, just we're not going to judge you. Just, oh, just, we aren't going to judge. But as they rightly point out, there are plenty of naysayers that are ready to judge right. her. Yeah, I it, we we did see her in the hallway and in brighter light. So I wonder if this was an intentional stylistic choice for the the, silhouette, the, the art to have her in silhouette. Like, what could that mean? I don't know. I mean, the fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking about, you know, if you think about it, like she steps out of a painting. And if I recall, yep. at the end, she settles back, settles back into that painting. Yep. Um, so it's like saying, I don't know, that she's maybe... <sighs> I mean, there are a few things that come to mind. You know, maybe we can say that naysayers are only seeing a painted version of her mm-hmm. and not seeing the true her. Mm. Yeah, there's there's definitely play here with two-dimensional versions of her. So, one, yeah, I like that. One is the painting that's just this static image that everybody can hate on because, like, that's not a real person. And then yeah. one is the silhouette, maybe like after after she's she's gone or like dead or quit the industry, she's this ghost, right? Oh. Still not a not a full human being. But the the lyrics are, hey, that- I'm I'm a legend, I'm not dead, I'm coming back. So that's the scenes <laughs> where she's in the hallway, I'm still here. Um, but yeah, maybe it does represent that, like being driven out of the industry or. Um, how people feel like they could just say whatever to you because you're not human. You're not around. Yeah. I think, like, I, I actually found the painting motive, motive, the use of the whole painting thing to be mm-hmm. quite interesting and possibly quite powerful All right. as well. Well, let, let's take it to the music. I mean, hey. I was trying to figure out my hit replay for this week, and my wife said, pick this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's catchy. I gotta say, like, CL on the chorus, the way her voice comes in, it really just cuts through the music. It provides a really nice counterbalance to all the other vocals that we hear uh, in the song. And even though her, her voice is somewhat synthesized uh, for the song, like, it, it's a stylistic modulation that I really like for, for the music. I agree there. I'm not usually a fan of vocal synthesis in this manner, but I think the rest of the vocals are kind of jarring. Yeah. Um, or rough a little bit. So here it's a very nice balance. 
I liked it too. Um, her her part here and her delivery reminded me of uh, Rihanna. Yeah, ah. like she would she would do that kind of style. She's, she's another badass legend figure. So something that I wanted out of the music and didn't get, but that's fine as well. Is um, maybe you know the so the song maintains a pretty steady pace. I feel mm-hmm. like it doesn't build up to anything, and then it doesn't release that tension. But in keeping that pace, I feel like it can start to accumulate tension. I hope this makes sense. Maybe this is something mm-hmm. that I feel, and I feel like it does accumulate tension by the end, but it doesn't really release it. Mm-hmm. So by the end, like I, I just leave the song feeling a little tense, not really feeling relaxed or anything. Well, I'm sure that's on purpose. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. 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 Not all songs make you feel all wound up like that. Yeah. Yeah. Trying it. Unresolved conflict. Uh, I I hate to say it, and I'm I'm seeking beyond my ability here, but the beat and the cadence of the rap complement each other. Like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Like. In terms of like each time they they say a lyric, yeah, as as Stephanie's going. It's on. It alternates from like the downbeat of the song, so it's like. I I mean I'm sure it's like rap 101. Yeah, I, I'm clearly kind of like syncopation and riding the beat. Yeah, with the raps. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really fun. It feels like you're yeah. on a ride, just bouncing along. Honestly, I'm not very good at uh, thinking about music terminology either, but it feels like the rap is a little melodic, and that's yes. the kind of rap that I like. Yeah, yeah, it's so easy for for you as the listener to hop on, yeah, and join it. I mean, especially with all, all the the English in the chorus. Like I was singing it mm-hmm. instantly. Say yeah. what you want now. I agree. Yeah, get the, it. The emotional delivery from each of them too. I mean, you you feel the, their energy and their frustration. I'm gonna interrupt you here. I, by the way, was blown away by uh, Mitra here. I feel Yay. like his lines are super poetic. There's so mm. much visual imagery in a lot of what he's saying, and he conveys that. Like the tone he adopted, to me, felt like it had a lot of disdain um, <laughs> for naysayers. Like that, the delivery was so strong. I absolutely loved it. Like those powerful lyrics, con- poetic lyrics, contrasted against this kind of disdainful delivery oh i loved it i i think i keep replaying his part <laughs> it just sounds so nice. good to my ears he is so underrated and he's super talented yes so thanks for shouting I mean, there, there's nothing, you know, crazy production-wise that, that I'm seeing, but um, it's just... There, is there, is there a, a Spanish Spanish feel to it? I think so, with the guitar, the nylon right? so, guitars, but I okay. mean... I thought some of the horns as well. But. Yeah, the supporting horns, mm-hmm. the harmony. I mean, that, that's why they call it Rosario, I'm sure. Rosario, but. yeah, yeah. It's just a nice nod. 
to to tie those ends together. Okay, I think we're good. Okay, this is great. Well, um, this song "Tebak" or not, it's Tebak. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. I think that's pretty clear from our discussion. Yeah, yeah. Have Have y'all listened to the the rest of the album? It's I haven't had hot. a chance to yet. I have not had a chance to. So that is my goal for this weekend. That's your Listen homework. To Epic High. I know yeah. it's like a sin. <laughs> Keep keeping the Christian motif going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I should have listened to it by now. Oh, so wrong! I seek forgiveness. I'm gonna listen to it this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to shout out really quick to the the first track I believe, which is Lesson Zero. Lesson Zero is uh, part of Tableau or Epic High's Lesson series pretty much on every album they do he releases a track called like lesson one lesson two and i think there's five um that i i i know there's five because i went back and i listened to them all last night (laughs) um (laughs) these are the tracks where he really goes in on uh what's wrong with industry what's wrong with society uh he goes in on like capitalism and uh, you know politics and how we can't trust the government and just like really hard hitting stuff that honestly you don't see in a lot of uh, hip hop these days, let alone Korean hip hop. And so I, I'm so glad that he can that they continued with that kind of uh, critique in their rap, um, like for the the whole career. And lesson zero, Tablo says. Uh, He's learned so much over the years, but right now he's in a phase where he realizes he needs to unlearn. Hmm. There's so much that he's picked up along the way that he needs to unlearn and let go of. I really like this line where he says, like, no more, no more prophets, no more heroes, like, no more idols. Like, that interestingly fits in with the end of the MV where it seems like they're like despite their taunts kind of mm-hmm. recognizing their limitations mm. interesting yes it, it, interestingly uh Toplo was heading the indie sub label for yg entertainment until i think it was like the summer or something and then he he said i'm not going to keep doing this i'm going to focus on my album so mm. it's going along with that of hey, i'm going to unlearn this Yes. Oh God. Who whoever spent time with YG needs to unlearn a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. man. Well, this was part one, y'all. Stay tuned for part two. Yeah. Part two of the Epic High is here album. We'll be here before we know it. So wrapping up, signing off. Um, where can our listeners find each of you on online on Twitter or your socials or whatever it is that you want to plug? Um, Mary, we'll, we'll hand it to you first. Sure. Uh, so my Twitter at is at underscore P A Y O D H I Pyodi, which is yeah, I, it's it's my obsession with BTS speaking. I don't think you need a whole uh, link that so I'm drawing. So curious. <laughs> I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. And I'm at S. Parker, too. I'm also going to include a quick plug for Soul Beats, guys. Please, oh, please. check us out. Yes. Yeah. Do it, do it. 
Go find all of Rimi's articles on Soulbeats. Soulbeats.com. We do critical reviews. Please check us out. Very critical. That's what we like about you. <laughs> no, not, yeah, not just fluff pieces. We take a bit pieces. of time to get them out. But... Yeah. No, seriously, like, I, I have not seen K-pop editorial anywhere else. So the fact that there's a concerted effort for that makes Soul Beats a... Um, Necessary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Critical Thank in you. these times. Especially. <laughs> Come on, K-pop fans, you want to grow up? Read Soul Beats. Dang. <laughs> time to grow up. Yeah. You can find all of us at the K-pop cast at... The K-pop cast <laughs> on Twitter. And if you want to get to know us better, come make some new friends, you can join us in our K-pop cast Slack. You can find a link to that place in the description of this episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share with all your friends. Woohoo! Thank you for having me again. Thank you, Rimi. Thank you so much, Rimi. That was so fun. Man, I, I, I'm just... Like... When, whenever there's a moment of silence, what I hear in my head are the the horns, the guitar, and the bass of the song is just on loop. It, it's so hypnotic. Mm. It's not gonna it leave is. my head. I, it's, it's a, is it an anthemic style? That's what it's called. I think it does it really well. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. Like CL's chorus, it's just, it's haunting and it's there in your mind. It's so well done. I'm gonna go listen to it again. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll stop recording here. Stop recording. (laughs) Yeah, Soul Beats is so cool. They've been around for a minute. A minute? Stop it. Okay. You don't know that expression, Peter? A minute actually means a very long time, like years. (laughs) It's a slang expression. I'm glad you keep me hip. (laughs) Someone's got to do it.